Big Buzz. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been What up? Oh, oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, starring Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Wow, nice and strong. We are uh, broadcasting live from MutinyRadio.fm, uh, which uh, we'll have an app next month. We'll have more details, and I'm actually in the studio oh, wow. with the manager, the director, Pam Benjamin herself. Pam, tell me about the festival. Oh, I want to talk about Carl and hello. his amazing songs. The, this 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 theme song from today, like it's, you're like uh, just taking all the different influences. This had like a reggae feel to it almost. Like it was like I oh, I'm I'm just so enamored by your musical prowess. Thank you very much. I hope at the festival they start doing that chant. You know, San Francisco. I'm gonna be looking for that when the, whenever there's a crowd. Yeah, that's good. We should get that uh, chant going before every show. Well, if yeah. if you could actually design a song for like the comedy festival 2020, that would be like uh, the coolest <laughs> thing I could possibly imagine would be to have a song about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and then I could play it and have like it could be like a commercial, and it'd be okay. hilarious because you're hilarious. Santa, and, if you're listening. And it would be like, and then everybody would want to sing it, like in my dreams, San Francisco, <laughs> mutiny, radio, listen to love. I mean, I'm singing, it's constantly in my head. I'm like we'll walking do down the street and I, it's, it's really, uh, thank Terrific. you. So, yay, yay. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, so if you do, would like to be, if you're a performer and you'd like to be part of a comedian, part of the uh, mutiny radio festival happening in March next year. Check the website, muniradio.fm, and you can apply there. Uh, and also, just check the website. And we are, our podcast is called LWAFLMOYT. That's our acronym. Let's watch full length movie on YouTube. So you can stream us live at Mutiny Radio on Sundays, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or you could download us, or you could find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube, you can find us on Twitter. Hi, Carl. We're going to watch a full length movie on YouTube. What are we watching today? Yes, today we are watching American Tickler. American Tickler, 1977. So that's what you put in your. What? What's strange? Search. Oh, I think I get the reference. There's a French tickler. 
And then this, the joke is this is an American tickler. Uh, well, that could be a joke. I mean, it's also like tickling your funny bone. It's a sketch comedy movie. All right, from the uh, 70s. So you'll, right. So you'll go to YouTube. You'll put in American Tickler 1977 and okay. hit enter. I'm for Brian Donnelly's version. Certainly, and I do see that 510 other uh, viewers agreed yeah. with you. Yeah, all right. Right. Wow, low number. Okay, a sketch comedy movie from the late 70s with Joe Piscopo on VHS. What more could you possibly want? Be careful yeah, what you Joe wish Piscopo. for. All right, well, let's, uh, we want you to click the link and hit pause immediately. Set to 000. And uh, we have a special guest here in the audience. We have Paul Brumbaugh, Mr. Ta-da. Countdown himself, the maestro of descending numerals. <laughs> we please get, let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Here's Paul Brumbaugh ready for us. What's happening, guys? This studio's full today. Looks yeah. like we're ready for the American Tickler. What's happening, Carl? Nothing. Ready for a Tickler. Ready to go. And 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 Mike thinks it's from French Tickler. Dude, it sounds like you're getting tons of work. You should start selling these songs. <laughs> selling them. But if you had a nickel for every song you made, all right, let's get this going. You guys know the drill. Uh, put your finger over that little triangle. Let's do this thing in three. Two, one, go, guys. Look at that, rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. Uh, so this could be some nudity, I hope. Oh, look at that. That's some good animation going on there. Oh, yeah. And that must be them. Take great financial risk in presenting. They must have like gone to a boardwalk and asked the caricature guy, can you do us? American wow. Tickler. <laughs> Why Terry Gilliam quit animation? Yeah, you're right to say Terry or Gilliam because the clearly this Academy is a Award. copy of Monty Python. Yeah, well, it's a sketch comedy show and uh, they do animation. And it's cheap. I don't know if they spend more than a dime on this. Well, this movie was an attempt to cash in on... Like, there was lots of sketch comedy movies. This, there was a Kentucky Fried Movie. That's probably the most famous here. one. That's the big winner. Yeah. But there was also Groove Tube, which was... Yeah, uh, oh, God, I remember right. that movie. And then uh, there was also one called Loose Shoes. Don't remember. Which that. is just terrible. And Brian Doyle Murray's in that one. Groove and that's that's tube. from around the late 70s. Tunnel Vision? Not Tunnel Vision. There was another, like... So she's... Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I know a good joke I want to tell you. Okay. All right. And this is from Tank Girl. This guy's walking his dogs through a cemetery, and he sees a woman crouching in front of a gravestone, and he says, morning, and she says, no, t- just taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Tank Girl. <laughs> Do you recommend, Paul, that I, that I put the groove tube in my Netflix queue? Do you think it's worth? Yeah, I do. You do. I do. Okay, I'll do it. Belzer's in that one. Uh, see, the thing about like sketch comedy on a, as a feature-length movie, whether it's Amazon Women on the Moon or I guess the underground comedy movie with from the ShamWow guy, is that yeah. it has to be larger than life. It has to be something that you can't see on YouTube or television because you're in a theater. So like full frontal male nudity is a good one. Uh, they're going to... Uh, breaking, the, breaking the movie premises, like this is going to... I'm kind of jumping the gun on this, but this is going to end with end credits in the beginning of the movie. So it's saying the movie's over, you know, like chaos resumes, right. chaos begins, but something like that. That's exactly right. There's going to be end credits here. 
at the beginning. Okay, so just to catch you up to speed, basically we're seeing a long setup for a weak punch. It is a funeral, and they're just speaking good things about the man who died, and this is the wife. Yeah. And then when she, everyone's gone and it's her turn to talk, she is going to say, I'm glad you're dead, you coot. Oh, well, the end credits roll. home on the prairie. Yeah, what's going on? Like, what year is this supposed to be? Last week? 1860-something? I don't know. Yeah. 1850, 40. Featuring Joe Piscopo. And Joe Piscopo. Uh, he's not in the credits. Not in the oh, credits. There he is. Oh, yeah. No, it says featuring Joe Piscopo. Oh, there. Hmm. The internet told me he was uncredited. I know he's uncredited for the, for the King Kong, the, the 70s version. Okay, so in this, there's a spoof on King Kong. So you're telling me it was really the King Kong movie? He was in that? Uh, the one, the yeah, one where the one for 76. On the towers, King yeah. Kong's on the trade towers? Yeah. According, according to IMDb, he's uncredited. He's okay, in the scene. gotcha. I said, no, I read a blog about, I uh, started reading a blog about this movie, but I didn't have time. I didn't have now, time. As you know, I wrote a feature film, a screenplay, yes. that has Joe Piscopo as the as the villain playing himself as governor of new jersey it's really good oh that's uh, a great I idea don't mind tooting my own horn well we used to mention joe piscopo who's probably uh, best known for surviving saturday night live and being very funny on that show during the 80s and and being in johnny dangerously in a lot of movies and yeah. uh being a fitness guru what have you he's always uh he grew up in new jersey and he always com- he's always committed to new jersey his yep. comedy album was called New Jersey. His television special, also during the 80s, was like New Jersey New. Blue Angels are flying by today here in San Francisco. I don't know cool. if you hear it, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the Blue Angels. Not Mer- Merlina Dietrich, but uh, the planes. <laughs> now she's pissing on him. She's oh, piss pissing on the on grave. grave. Isn't that nice? Well, that reminds me of Directed a joke. Directed by Chuck Vincent. Yes. It's Who what? did a lot of pornography. Hardcore pornography. So this is like a break for him. He all at this point he started to make legit films, but he continued to make hardcore pornography uh, until some point in the eighties. He just went legit. Yeah. And then he died. Poor guy. Oh right. Okay, so, so here's our first uh, big sketch. Um, this guy's like a supposed to be a mafioso type or some sort of like low-life mob guy now they're dressed and like they're gonna... from, from the 1940s right like she's wearing a lounge uh that's right yeah dress i guess so what we're doing here is now we're in the 1950s he's gonna go around to a bunch of people and they're gonna pay him cash to pick up something you know this thing uh, that's gonna make you rich and he gives everybody a ticket like uh uh, you, I don't know. You go down to this claim center place, uh-huh. and Joey's it's claims. box forty-four. Oh, but he gives the ticket to to everybody in this scene. Everyone gets the ticket for. The he's a nineteen forties gangster, and he's going to approach the nineteen fifties Happy Days crew. That's that right. bells. Strange. Hey, sit on it. Up your hose. Oh no, that's welcome back, Carter, yeah. for the seventies. That's 70s playing 70s. Sit on it, Ralph. <laughs> That's what I think of the 50s. Mel's Diner, there's a American Graffiti. 
up your nose with the rubber hose, Patsy. No, but that's Carter. That's Welcome Back Carter, isn't it? That's the sweat okay, hogs. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're mixing your sweat hogs with your happy days. <laughs> uh, 44. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We're going to be rich. So this is, like the, be rich. this is like the holy grail, the MacGuffin that they have to find throughout this movie. Or no, or the sketch, I guess. Okay, now we're in the Kung Fu is what, 70s? Kung Fu did become popular in the 70s, and you know what? Yeah. A person who helped that along a lot uh -huh. was Elvis. Now, he was half part of the craze, right. but the other half is he was late to the craze, but he kept it going, just like the king is into Kung Fu. It's so cool. Or Karate. karate. Well, you know, there's been uh, movies, Kung Fu movies for a long time, but they were popular in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Very respectful. When you're in the dojo, you got to take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. Ah, hold nice them in place. your hand. You know, they rented this place in New York uh, back in 1977 for 50 cents. <laughs> and it's had a pack of cigarettes. Cigarettes were $2, so that was a deal. Now, he did about 50 features before he died, this director, Chuck Vincent, wow. and about 25 of them were hardcore pornography. But yeah, the other 25 the were on thing YouTube. Is, back in the 70s, pornography wasn't like today's pornography, which was like roll them, hump, hump, hump. Right. It was all like stories and. Yeah. I'm a hooker you know, on. They, uh... they, they thought they were making movies, you know, not right. just. Just scenes. Oh, well, I'm sure well, maybe these actors, they all have the mustaches for 70s porn. Now, this is like a midget who's the pimp. We've seen this kind of thing before. Right. None of this movie is very original. Well, I think for sketch comedy, it hits like the bare bone premises of every, like premises yeah. that were probably tiresome back then. Right. A lot of this film, I can see people not laughing. I mean, this is, once again, a long setup to a bad punch. Okay, now. So he's, he's now gone to 50s sock hop guys, uh -huh. doo-wop guys, karate guys, a pimp, with, and now with, he's going to nuns. Nuns on roller skates, oh, and the, the prostitutes, the hookers have, like, uh, disco wigs. Right. So we're, like... Different varieties of the 70s. Now, he worked with starlets like Veronica Hart and Samantha Fox. Now, I know that you're not much of a porn guy. Okay, those yeah. Those were big 70s names. Well, let I agree. I'm not much of a porn guy. So, as somebody who doesn't know, go ahead and explain all the... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Samantha Fox See, was a pop star. The first time Mike ever saw a porno, I saw a porno with Mike. Uh, the guy finished. And Mike goes, oh, he missed, he missed. He wasn't even in the hole, he missed. Yeah, he, he <laughs> And I had bogey. explained to Mike what the money shot was. I said, that you're going to bogey over that. Holy cow, he missed again. Look, it was another scene. Different girl, he missed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not even aiming. He's aiming for her face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember that. That was uh, during I my must tell you that uh, pornography is really dumb because that's 
just not the reality, you know. <laughs> so you, I'll just leave it there. I mean, so nuns on roller skates is real, but the premise is in the all right. So they they got money for selling the same thing three times, right? And he's like, "Is this legal?" And she goes, "No, but it's fun in it." <laughs> Oh my God! He has to go back to his garbage can on Sesame Street. Right. Yeah. Man, those mustaches. Well, that explains why the guy works in porn. Uh, where you got the actors? Oh, here we go. This so now is... we have another dumb sketch, and she's saying, "I am so beautiful." And when people ask me what is my secret, I tell them, "None of your fucking business." Oh, we got a buzz I don't on know. the YouTube. I didn't laugh. Hardly once at this whole movie. Go ahead, do a little audio. Do oh, a little I, you know what? It's a very little audio. It's coming off weird today. You hear that? Okay, yeah, it's not. Luciana, how do you do it? <laughs> I tell him, none of your fucking business. Oh, those Italians. And did you hear the rim shot? The like yeah, that was that was like a gong. Chuck Barris was in there. I, I got to use the bathroom. And- which they tune, you know. So I think I, I had the music, the background of this movie playing during our conversation, and I think it, it um, affected the audio. But anyway, let's well, get back to the, the prostitutes. Whenever you play the audio, there's this hissing noise. Yeah. We do the show oh, live. Yeah. This is a live broadcast. Uh, you still need to subscribe to our podcast and uh, download us on yeah. FM despite the quality of it. Yeah. It, you know, it's an mnemonic. It's for Let's Watch, a full-length uh, machine. Movie on. You do. I finally got it. You were doing the Alien from our, our public access I show was, from this Mike, 90s. That's right. From the 80s. That was such an inside joke. Only you would get it. And, and you I didn't, didn't get, get it. it. No, I was too scared. I, was, I just wanted to do one take. I, I kept my mouth shut for years. Uh, it's been over a year we recorded that, right? Right. I kept my mouth shut. I, I waiting for the day for you to tell me hey is that the alien you told me before a year and then i, and I was like holy shit you were doing that alien because carl was an oh, alien okay. hello mr spagelman the spagelman <laughs> all right so here's the game i had a quirb and like you would say oh and i would go <laughs> i keep shutting you up <laughs> okay what just happened is the midget and the midget pimp and the Girls came up and were there first, and they got the contents of the box, 77. Oh. And now all these people are showing up to get it, and it's just a very unfunny, only one person gets the box. Oh, so it's like rat race. Or they, all, they all have to run off. So they run off with it. Yeah, and now, for some reason, the joke is we're pretending that we're not going to run after those guys. Huh, there right. is no they're reason whistling. for them to pretend that. They're even doing their whistling, uh, like we're casual. This works fine in Bugs Bunny. It's just in real life, it, is, it seems a little, uh, needs to be grounded a little more. But no, then but again, there's nuns on the roller skates. What's for pretending that you're not going to run? Well, that was what's in the movie the... Rat Race. It's like you're being polite. Like they're told, go, you could get this prize. And they're like, yeah, this awkwardness. So like they just want to flee the room, but... Uh, there's other people there. So here they're like trying to pretend they're, they're uh, leaving. I'm impressed by the nuns on roller skates, how they could walk like that. Oh, you think they're on roller skates right now? I don't they're think on it beforehand. So. You see how they took their roller skates off? It doesn't seem like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're running. 
Uh oh. Now we hear looks like San Francisco. Yeah, and there's Buster Keaton. I'm just an old farmer. What the? And that guy, the the short midget guy, is Fisherman's Dwarf. Uh, okay. <laughs> Send comments to Carl at underscore Listen, underscore underscore. I'm sorry that I'm saying midget, but I don't really think of that as very insulting. You know, oh, the what chase I mean? will like, continue. Little person could be a, literally a person who is smaller. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't. That's your problem. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. More Italian bashing. Okay, so here is Romeo and Juliet. Can you play the audio? And the whole joke is Juliet's fat. Ha ha. Wow, take that, Shakespeare. Young Shakespeare got busted, roasted, <laughs> burned. Now, of course, you know what light through yonder window breaks. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, tis the feast, and Juliet weighs a ton, something like that. It's just not very fun. Here, let me. All right, thank you. Uh, I am Romeo. No, I'm Capulet, right? That was his buddy? Uh, no, Capulet was the name of the rival family. Oh, they didn't hang out together then. They were not it's cool. Right, they did not hang out together. And that's... I heard Romeo fucked one of their uh, sisters. Romeo what? <laughs> fucked one of the Capulet sisters. Really? Yeah, Juliet. Was their name Juliet? It was Juliet, yeah. Plague on both your houses. Plague on both your houses. You know, it's just easy writing. It's just oh. lazy writing. Yeah, this is I the king of lazy writing, this movie. All right, here we go for uh, most statistic game show. So this is a Academy Award given to a game show sketch. Well, I sketch. mean, part of the joke of the movie is we won 10 Academy Awards. and For you know, a game show sketch. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Sketch Comedy Game Show Sketch. I'm your host, Wacky Wackerman. All right. Well, we got a great show. And welcome to, and we're giving up for You Kill Yourself. All right. Yeah. This is like 40 minutes of the Every Saturday Night Live bit. Okay. And here's the game show. What is the question? Well, what's the question? You win. <laughs> you know, um, this Chuck uh, Vincent yeah. made a lot of films, and some of his films are very, very good, believe it or not. Uh, hot Tub, Hollywood Hot Tub, Preppies, Bedroom Eyes, those are three that the internet should, raves about. Well, we should uh, look for Hollywood Hot Tubs. I would watch that. What's that? I would watch you know Hollywood it? Hot No, but I would watch it. So apparently those are very good films, and this was like a lame-o. Yeah. You know, it wasn't his forte, uh, sketch comedy. Well, the, the sketch comedy, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Like this, it's, this is a backbone to sketch comedy. It's a game show parody. And you mm -hmm. just you write the template and you fill it out. It gives you a chance to perform. It gives you a chance to, to tell a couple of jokes. But the ultimate end game is you're just waiting for it to play out. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. let's bring our lucky contestant. Oh, I'm so great to be here. Here's your guy to do. Right. You got to eat your own tongue. What? But I'll give you this. <laughs> All right. You know, like, so <laughs> I did write a So what happens here is, is she picks a box and then he gives her a choice. Do you want to, first of all, it's going through her sad sack, horrible life right now. Little baby Denise, she's only six months old. <laughs> 
Like they got a new dog and the kids on a respirator and the, the husband's unemployed. Uh-huh. So it'll be, first of all, they have captured Pepper and they're going to euthanize him, give him the gas. So it's like, do you want to save your dog's life or find out what's in the box? Okay. She has to stress over it. Now this is the part in watching Saturday Night Live where you go, I get the premise. Yeah. And then, yeah, all right. You have to wait for them to play it out. Yeah, and so much money is spent on the sets and then the prosthetics and, and you know, you have like a, Jim Carrey is contestant number two. And it's like, wow, that's, well, I mean, Jim Carrey's on it. <laughs> or no, it's usually a guy playing Jim Carrey. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm SNL regular playing Jim Carrey. Or now it's like, I'm a celebrity on SNL playing a celebrity. Yeah. So I saw YouTube sometimes sells you on Saturday Night Live sketches. And yeah. it was like um, uh, the Carrey family reunion. So I said, what the heck? And I clicked on it. Uh-huh. And it was Jim Carrey at his family reunion. And so it's like, first it's Grandma Carrey. And, you know, it was just people doing Jim Carrey impersonations. Like so a go, grandma Jim Carrey. Yeah. So, yeah. So Grandma would go, hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, and like every different, you know, this one's the mask and this one is the Truman Show. And this one, it's just like pop eats itself. It's, yeah. It's always popping yeah. yourself on that show. That apparently, Saturday Night Live might get not, may not get renewed. Well, how many years has it been? You know what 40. I mean? Like, I don't know. But this is would same, that be so terrible? Mad Magazine is not publishing original material on a, on a regular basis anymore. They're just doing repeats on one original uh, issue a year. One okay, one year. Did you Wait, like, tell, okay, I don't even know Mad Magazine still printed. I mean, I, there's hardly any magazines. What do they do? They do so Mad Magazine. Yeah, and, they cease the original material. They do an annual like list uh, uh, magazine where they say it's the worst of nineteen uh, twenty nineteen. They're going to uh-huh. keep doing those ip- issues, but when they publish, they're just going to have like best of. So it'll still be okay. out there, but it's it's not going to be original content. It'll be your Mort Drucker classics. Mm-hmm. I, Wars. Um, American Bystander is the original like National Lampoon wannabe magazine that they make today. I tried to pitch you on that. Yeah, I, the guy come on. I, I I think it would be great. I think it's a funny magazine. I took a look. I, okay, you know what? I'm gonna send you my old co- like one of my old copies. All right. You. It really feels like National Lampoon. I don't know that it's just not for today's world, you know, but. They're so into it, you know. It's kind of retro, but I'll send it to you. You know, I was th- I was thinking when the impeachment coming uh, that during the seventies, humor was always about Nixon, and when there yeah. was impeachment, there was like huge, like you know, jokes about Nixon and 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 everyone involved yeah. in Watergate, and I, it didn't really, it didn't really. I don't know. Now I think maybe it's present again, but comedy survived even though it went through that phase. You know, there was. Uh, Steve Martin talks about that. Um, Steve Martin used to do jokes uh, all the time. You just do a Nixon reference and you get a roar. And he started to see that the, the country was turning, like it was getting away from hippiness and getting away from he, – he, he shed all that, never did anything political again. He dressed up nice and clean. Right. Uh, he, I wouldn't say he got his hair cut, but you know what I mean? Like he said, It is a weird he, haircut. And not against the hippies, but – 
to... he walked away from it. He said comedy needed to be saved, which is a little conceited. It's like I save comedy, but yeah, I can hear it. But you know, right now, like uh, with our president, I, I've, comedy has gone off to a weird turn of phase where mm-hmm. uh, longstanding things like Mad Magazine is, is ceasing, and Saturday Night Live is very vulnerable. But uh, you know, uh, and then there's always. Uh, the debate about comedy from from various sides and uh so it's just maybe an impeachment will help us maybe we could do all these dated like jokes about uh mattis <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way i should just let you know yeah. they euthanized the dog she chose what's in the box and oh. then she was like now it's at the point in which it's her son on the respirator oh see they're escalating turn up. yeah let's see let's see Rice box. <laughs> you know, it would be funny if the, she decides to euthanize the puppy and the box inside was a new puppy. <laughs> she got um, two diamond. She got a diamond diamond earring. Oh, from off a puppy? puppy. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Blood diamonds. You killed your dog for those diamonds. Listen, lady, I just right. want to go to the get a supermarket. She's going for the box. Oh, over her son. Here we go. Have her son die. That's for a million dollars. That's that humor is kind of on the edge, don't you think? Yeah. Living on the edge. Edgy humor. Never know what's in the box. <laughs> How many times have you seen this movie? Uh, this is my fourth time. Oh my and God. It is not funny. It is not funny. But these this are is, sketches. This is like one of the funniest ones it has to offer. Right. It's good performances. The material is kind yeah. of, you know where it's going, but, you know. You got to take the box. Look at her face. Right. You know, it is well acted. Where's that box located? Just saying. <laughs> hey, be careful. See what's in the box for her son's life. The cat is dead. Shuffner, your cat is dead. Schroeder, yeah, right. What was the guy's name? Schroeder. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I ruined the joke. Schroeder's. Fat news. Your cat is dead. Oh, yeah. Uh oh, two solid bricks. She killed her kid for two solid bricks. Solid bricks. Of hashish. Oh, wow. She died on the spot. Well, keep the show rolling. Oh, look at this. There's some paramedics behind them. They it's had a stretcher. Oh, my God. They had a stretcher waiting for her to die. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> we used to work at the rodeo, lady. We're professionals. We come here to Jeff. <laughs> we just don't have to wear the clothes. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. With her brick. Yeah. All right. Parade going uh, march down the street. Right, but it's just more of the same joke of Mad Mad World. It's uh, they're all going for the, the contents of forty four, which we never find out what it is. It's like a treasure chest. Yeah. Oh no! Take that off. It's buzzing. Carl, we have a drop in unexpected guest. Uh huh. 
Hi, Pete Goldie. Hi, Carl. I just came to find out more crazy things that Carl knows about a film nobody wants to watch. Nobody, everyone wants to watch American Tickler. Yeah? Yeah. We're watching a sketch comedy show from the 70s. Uh, Pete Goldie from Retold You Old. Retold You Relodio. Relodio? Aren't you a friend of the show uh, there, Carl? Come on. Uh, I might have clicked on, you know. He's waiting for his residual he check. He wants you to like his page. All right. <laughs> okay. Like. Oh, you guys are politics of uh, Facebook liking. I like it. People, you know, nowadays Facebook just makes it where you don't even have to no, go no, to no, the no, 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 take a work. look at its content. You just click like. I don't know. It's not really legit anymore. Yeah. Well, you think it's their insincerein liking? I, I think it's just too easy to like stuff. You know, you could also like stuff by mistake. You know, it's like Frank wants you to like white supremacy. Okay, right. <laughs> I like your page. Yeah, but then you you get fired from your job. Right. I now, it, Vincent Chuck Vincent's uh, films. You know, it's the pornography that really made him quite famous. But some of these films were like late night staples on Cinemax. Uh, oh yeah, I mean he gives what you deliver. Now he's never HBO or Showtime, but like I don't know, Cinemax was is the one that this movie I promised. Think Cinemax is the only other competitor, right? It was uh, back in the day. It was Z Channel, which showed art house films. There was uh, Home Box Office, which uh, gave uh, every night showed a new movie. Cinema. <clears throat> then there was Showtime, uh, Cinemax, Stars, Epic. Uh, uh, free channels that just show uninterrupted movies. Those are my favorite. Right. Yeah. Okay, now this is say it's talking about like religious cultism or whatever, and they believe in human re- sacrifice, and he wants to sacrifice his wife. I don't know. It's not a very funny sketch, but it's supposed to be making fun of those and and uh, uh, like investigative the reporting majority, the ones yeah. that were starting way back then. It's funny too because this this movie is supposed to be movie parodies and we're doing a parody of the news. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just said, if God didn't like blood, how come he put so much in it? Oh yeah, I gotta get rid of my blood. Hang on a sec. Ugh! All right, it's dri- it's dribbling out. Oh, old Twelve Park Street. Yeah, uh, good old Twelve Park Street. So this is more of the the dumb chase. It is your buzz. Oh, so they walked into a room and everyone was in it. This is like, look out, Bugs Money. Ooh, Don Quixote. Good thing I went yeah. to college. Otherwise, I wouldn't get this reference from American Tickler. Oh, uh, that was an yeah, eighth, eighth grade reading what, book. Yeah. Is that a dragon or a windmill? Uh, well, I mean, they could be giants. Huh? Look at me. I know my <clears> shit. <throat> uh, now, this one, I, we need the audio, right? Okay, this is like, I would say it's the funniest one. Um, wow. This guy's searching for the meaning of life. Right. I came just at the right moment, Carl. Thank you so much for waiting. See, he's he's a counterfeit. Oh yeah, so he makes money and he has a good car. Check right. out his place. A great lawn. Kitty pool. Good vacation. Good vacation. That's funny. But now he tries to find happiness in like booze and women and pot. Uh huh. Oh well. Like, That's my cue. Orders. What should I have first? Uh, let's get the women in. You try shoes, broads. Yes. They're women, not broads. The topless. Woohoo. 
Best movie ever. Booze and dope. Yes. Dope and brawl. Okay, and brawl. Even booze, brawl, and dope. And even booze, brawl, and dope. If you like these women, check out Chuck Vincent's other movies. <laughs> now, almost all Chuck Vincent's movies had a lot of sex in them, even, you know, of course, the hardcore porn ones, but yeah. the regular ones. This one is the lightest on sex. Yeah, look, they're having sex right now. I think they're right. faking it. Wait, I, this is a different movie. I saw this one. <laughs> I think they used a, just a clip. He is naked, isn't he? He's no. very naked. Yeah. And there's a retort to the camera. All right. Gone searching. Mm-hmm. Right. He's off to search for the meaning of life. He's going to the church. He's going to law. They've got search engines. Institutions. Google. Oh, women's live. Stupid man. to the bottle. I found dope and stopped. What a what a loser I am. Yeah, you just you said booze, women. Hang on a second. Let's hang out here with pot. This guy has a. Does he work for a living? Uh, I guess a great question. I mean, he's a counterfeiter, so I guess he doesn't. Need he doesn't to. need to. Look at that, New York City. I know. Look that's what that. that's what I was saying. Like this wow. was beautiful. Look at that trash. Nineteen seventy six. Yeah. New York City. And he's looking up her dress. This is the way to go. I love New York. Mayor Koch, New York. Hey, you're in the sidewalk. I think the Fuck you, I'm sleeping. He needs a Yenta, that's what he needs. Forget about you. I'm trying to cross the sidewalk. Jumbo, oh wow, that's that's called parody and satire. So funny, I don't know. So this is like this is like one of those uh, articles <laughs> Shel Silverstein cranked out for Playboy magazine. You know, it's like, <laughs> and then the, the miss. I have to go on a search. Well, there was cultists back in 1977, New York City. Look at that! It's so beautiful. Let's go back there. Yeah. yeah it's trash really, on the street. Really New York in the 70s. Oh. Hey, live from New York, it's Joe Piscopo. <laughs> is it? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if the narrator is talking over him, but. Yeah, the. What is the meaning of those words, actually? It's Only Joe. The Reverend Goom, it's long before he said, I like Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Oh, we were just saying, we're, we're both from Jersey, uh, Goldie. And mm-hmm. I, I know I'm, you I'm, came barging in, but we're Jersey boys. So. I'm just across the Delaware River in Bucks County. I know it well. And, I, and I lived in New York, but Jersey to me, it's only two things, Cranford uh-huh. and Long Beach Island. Well, there's... Uh, Cranford, you guys, ring a bell? No. Hmm. Okay. Cranford, New Jersey, sure, yeah, and yeah. Long Beach Island, I know that well. Well, and Long Beach Island like is Pennsylvania, side. you know. Long Beach Island was uh, annexed by the Pennsylvania Revolution a long time ago. I don't know anything about Pennsylvania. I know Jersey now, City. Look, you see the New Yorker building, right? Yeah. That's where Reverend Sun Young Moon was, and I know that that was on purpose. Oh, because he, is he a Mooney now? Yeah, that's right. He looks familiar so with his hair removed. Money. Who is that guy? He's moving up in the ranks of Sun Young Moon's. Sun Young. It's some fake name. He has to get. Goon. He has to get several Korean wives, doesn't he? He's Sun Young. By he's orders. A, he's a goonie, Carl. I'm gonna just ruin it right now. He's a goonie. Ah, oh, there's that money. 
Gonna go to the strip club. I'm gonna be brainwashed. I'm not stupid. Hey, we're picketing in circles. Reverend Goon. Reverend Goon. Oh, those goonies are so aggressive. This Reverend Goon is a goon. Wow, that you know what? Back in New York, that was very uh, biting. <laughs> and uh, was, he owns a bunch of newspapers, right? He owned the uh, Washington Sun or something. Washington like that. Times. The Washington Times is a, a still goon. owns it. <clears throat> now, as you recall, the New Yorker building is right across the street from Madison Square Garden. We're going to see a no, well, Madison Square Garden. Oh, we are the new Madison Square Garden for the not the original. For Joe Piscopo's big, big uh, knockout, uh, big oh, he, sketch in this. Yeah, he went across the bridge to do this sketch. That doesn't sound like Joe. <laughs> He's New Jersey man. He loves New Jersey and he supports New Jersey and he even uh, serves as a public servant for New Jersey. So okay, I only went to all two places in all of Jersey, but what two places are you guys from? I grew up in Montclair. Okay. And- that's fancy. And so did Carl. Both of you guys knew each other in Montclair? Yeah, we did a public access show in 1989, 1988 to uh, 1991. Now we're talking real entertainment. Sad. Now we do podcasts only. We stopped doing the public access. Yeah, public access is, uh, it's coming back. I know it is. You need, well, okay, now he's going to meet Reverend Goon. Oh, right on. We'll see what Goonie has to say. Huh. Hey, it's some women from before. Look yeah. at the racist hat. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got the goatee. and uh, Let's take him out. What is the meaning of gobbledygook? Yeah. I believe that hat is correct for, for Korean culture. Is that guy Korean? <laughs> Reverend Goon is certainly a Korean. With this actor here. Mm-mm. I mean, the other one. Not a chance. Squeaky from. Squeaky from. Oh, right. I'm oh, a yeah. big Squeaky From fan. Why, oh, yeah. why not? I mean, she had it all. She didn't kill anyone. Did you guys see that Squeaky From movie, What's Fun Time in Hollywood? That was awesome. She was great at it. Hey, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. Saturday Night Live, uh, SNL now, Sports. This is Olympic uh, sniper. Olympic sniper shooting. He's with a, with a skinny uh, Marshall Ephraim. He's doing that sketch comedy thing where you're listening uh, with your earphones. You have to place your hand on your ear yeah. while you talk. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, like, a, that's what I'm saying. Like the prototype. That goes back to even before laughing. Joe, I'm, I'm hearing from the earpiece in my phone, in my ear, that I'm holding with my hand that we have to, we're starting the event. Yes, I hear it too. And that's why my hand is on my ear while we do this sketch. In place for the surprising Irish team. That's right, Bill. We're going to have to watch the Irish for now. Now, 77 was a time in which you could make terrorist jokes. So yes. They're making mm. fun of the IRA and they're making fun of Arab terrorists. Yeah, this is pre 9 11 humor. No. And also, this is pre SNL sports. I, he, he's playing a sportscaster in this movie, but in, on SNL, he was Joe Piscobo, SNL sports. Yeah. So, Joe Piscopo, SNL Sports. I always loved that character. Ready? Well, look at that. <laughs> this is what our public access show was like. We're in New Jersey climbing up the a ladder on top of a building. With rifles? With a rifle to record us a bit. I like it. Well, this is, we did this for fun. 
Well, remember what we used to do, like if we were doing a war or something, we'd put a firecracker in the yeah. gun of my father's gear rifle and light it, and I would just cut it in when it would go pop. Oh, <laughs> we would do that with 22s. we put the uh, little, what were those little firecrackers? Cherry, what were those called? Cherry bombs? No, little fingers or something. They were tiny little firecrackers. Less fingers, I do they're using it. Yeah, they, they, they worked pretty good. Oh, they missed the school. But they were smaller than a twenty two caliber, and you could put them in there, and it would make a nice... Great pop coming out the end. What kind of sniper rifle is this guy using? Uh, okay, it's a hunting rifle. A, yeah. At least it's a, not a carbine. He's winos. He's shooting the New York's homeless. Wow. This guy's die like comedy good, comedy sketch goodness. Uh. He did a triple wino. There is their sniper from New Newark. A bag lady. Oh come on. Oh, he just shot three guys. Uh, Mike, you're right. Yeah, he was. I'm cool. Joe Pisco is like, I'm only. I I'll go to New York for one day, but we're going back to New Jersey. <laughs> okay, so the Piscopo scenes in the New York one are interiors or at like a loading dock. So he might not have been in New York at all. That's cool. He could stay home in New Jersey. Hmm. Look at his horrible suit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I have Joe, a couch Joe, just Joe. like that. I don't know. Weatherman, that era, 1977. Yeah, it's blazing, that blazer. Although you can play tic-tac-toe on okay, it. It's multi-purpose. Okay, here's Arab now. Oh, yeah, here we go. Good um, humor on that. And that was always the power. Uh, are are those one. Jews? Look at their Jew froze. Yeah, good point. Are they Jews? Oh, and it looks like he shot more people. Our whole sketch ensemble has roles. See, we give roles to women in this guy's comedy sketch. They get shot and they're in his pit. <laughs> There it is. Hey, hey, you two are comedians, right? Are you both into the punch down sort of comedy stuff that's out of favor now? Uh, yeah, oh, uh, punch down? I think mm-hmm. punch down is in favor. That's the oh, problem. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. Well, you know, as soon as you name something, you kill it. So goodbye, punch down comedy, everybody. Yeah. We only punch up and punch each other, punch self. What you guys, I like the punch self com- uh, comedy where I go and I just punch now you myself. See Joe got shot. Oh no! Oh, no, whoa, Joe! Whoa, whoa, he was a real actor. Uh, Back to our unfunny, mad, bad world stuff. Yeah, they're all running in there. We gotta get it. But it's existential. Oh, look, human cartoon again. Mm-hmm. It's good timing. What to do with a hotel hall? They probably did that like five or six times. Hey, roll them. Roll them. And they got one perfect. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Well, this is what I guess what uh, there, it's an homage to silent movies because this is more Keystone Cop type of shit. Wow, a lot of fantasies in this movie, a lot of fetishes. Yeah, well, it is Chuck Vincent, you know, yeah. he, he did pornography, Samantha Fox. And- well, you keep saying Samantha Fox. I always thought the story was she was a pop singer and like a TV star. And like there's more than one Samantha Fox. One, oh, one right, was a porn right. star. But one, one, one was a, 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 a B movie or but actress. Was in a porn movie and and that got released. No, no, no. They're separate people. Huh. All right. <clears throat> Trust me. And there's, um... I mean, I like Samantha Fox, the porn one. I think she was um, wholesome. I'm gonna have to Google this. Mm-hmm. But the actress, right I think, now. was actually more slutty than the real porn star. Speaking of which, what's going on back there? He's got a blow-up doll. Oh, yeah. That's and how I dressed in the 70s when I lived in New York. I had a round glass, rim glasses, a bow tie, 
and uh, a single blazer, and my hair was a mess. <laughs> the original sad dad. Oh. Nobody shaved their head. No, no, n- none of that horseshoe stuff. That was a African American uh, basketball player. Who was it? Someone shaved their head. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. People did that. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Very good. Yeah, that's right. And then white people started to do it too. I'm sorry, Lou Alcindor. I don't know any uh, that references. You don't know Lou, for, Lou yeah. Alcindor? Nope. How are you? Hi, Check Matt. this out. Matt, do you have a book on biology? Well, yes. Why? Well, I need to learn about the cathartic effect of purgatives. Are you having a problem? Oh, Madge. I haven't had a shit in a week. Oh, there we yeah. go. Oh, wait, that's the a Paul Olive commercial. And they drove up like it was a great Poupon commercial. They mm-hmm. were able to do... That's sketch comedy writing by committee. Mm-hmm. No, we should do a great Poupon commercial. Well, they referred to anal sex without saying anal and... Hey, World Trade Center. Yeah, World Trade Center and there's Madison there's Square, Madison Square Garden. Garden. The, new, the new Madison Square Garden. There's, there's the, the New Yorker building. New Yorker building. And, and hotel. New Yorker hotel. Right. So none of that exists now. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, the new Madison Square Garden is still new. Oh, wow. In fact, somebody has actually suggested that they redo the whole mall that goes into the train station there, which is the most confusing, disoriented place that I can remember in New York. Look at Joe. Joe's so good at sketch comedy. Just deliver it. So this is a, this is a King Kong party. Yeah, it's like uh, there's a scientist and he made like a dick and it doubles in size like every week or something. And now it's like on the loose in New York and he's got to go tell the press. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's going to And get... the way they're going to kill it is they're going to like lure it to hump the Lincoln Tunnel. And when they do, they're going to collapse the tunnel. Oh. The poor Pecker's going to die. That's the plot of the really? Sylvester Stallone movie, Daylight. No happy ending for New Jersey? Oh, yeah. Happy, yeah poor Jersey City, right? I have to tell you, it's unbelievable. True. Get out your notebook. Oh, see, the sketch coup. Get out your notebooks. They take out their Get notebooks. Get out your smartphones. They take out their smartphones. That's funny, Joe. Yeah, he spells out the name. Nuclear biology at Geek University began a highly secret experiment. The creation in the laboratory of a super sexual organ. Through the use of radioactive... Was it the brain, Carl? Yeah, for for women it is the brain. All right. For guys, it is the dong. Four hours. Uh-huh. Get to the point. How do you spell it? Suffocated to death. She had been satisfied to death. Oh, satisfied. Oh. First time I saw this, I thought they were making a joke saying Ethel. Because uh-huh. it's a woman's name. And then the second time I saw it, he goes, oh, I got it. Oh, it is a woman. Yeah. Methyl ethyl. 
Well, he looks like one of those guys at Brooklyn who's trying to order a drink right now. Mm. Excuse me. Check out my mustache and my sideburns. Don't this mind, hat isn't cheap. Don't mind my German appearance from 1910. It, this look isn't cheap, okay? Can I just get a drink? It took me a week to oh, come up with this I look. Get, you're talking about hipsters. It's like a hipster dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with his mustache. Yeah, he's, he's got an old-timey bicycle outside. He's, he's hip, hipster, pre, hipster Hitler's father. He has his own e-scooter. That's how hip this guy is. <laughs> I bought it. No, no hourly charge. Do you trip over e-scooters in New Jersey? Uh, in no, in in New York they have that. Uh, uh, okay, so I just went to Colorado, to Denver, Colorado for work, and they did have those scooters all over the place. Yeah, e-scooters for people a... who get bunion operations. You mean? Do you have to get you get bunions running those? Uh, no, people who have bunion operations use the knee scooter, keep their foot off the ground for a while. Oh, that's not bad. It's one, it's one, it's one knee on one half of their mobility business. I like one leg shit. works. I like the shit on the. You're street. not talking about those knee scooters. No, we're talking about the one the e scooters where you could uh, drive, uh, take your pants off and take a shit while you're riding around an e scooter like, and pretend you're a pigeon. Oh well, that's a lot more fun. Yeah, I'm free. I'm flying. That's a joke that never worked. Are they looking at a giant flying? That's King Dong, right? <laughs> Thank you. So clear now. Uh oh. Wait, she she's interested. She he. You want to go out? Did you get? Yeah. That's yeah. That reminds me of Frankenhooker. Oh yeah. Maybe that was Frankenhooker. Now composed outside, and it doesn't mean it's in New York. I think it is New York. Well, better look at his sideburns though. This is all shot in New York on the chief. He had to he had to come over. They save a lot on effects by just showing glances. They're good. That's it's right. sketch comedy. You never get to see King Dong. You just do reactions from the, mm. the other people in the room and on stage. This is all like good sketch comedy. It's just that these jokes weren't very funny. You know, it, it's lengthy. It takes too long. Right. There's like a... There's a, there's, you know, you have pacing on it, but once the premise is gone, you're done. A tiny pull. That's a good shot, you know, the, the roof and. <laughs> it's, they're doing that because it's something. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Four. Tickle his balls. Get Paul Brumbaugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I need Paul Brumbaugh in the bedroom, Carl. Where do they put the thumb? Oh, they interrupted this movie. In this we ask all patrons to help the management in detecting and exposing this dreadful organ. Please check out all areas near you. Oh, that's funny. What if this really happened? Well, the joke would be I would pull my dick out. Uh-huh. And then when people were looking for King Dong in the audience, they'll walk right by me. Oh, that was a bulletin during a theatrically released movie. You know, hu- uh, human human male primates are very unique in their in their genitalia compared to all other mammals. We're, we're different. I've seen your the photos. I, I believe you. I've seen the photos you took. Now this this is the one bit I think is really funny. 
this edge of soap uh, where it's the executives of yeah. a soap opera acting like a soap opera? Right. This is the behind-the-scenes back office of a soap opera. Right. And they're at making it like a soap opera. So, Mike, you saw this before. Well, I, I mentioned this on this show. I, for sketch comedy movies, I feel like I need to see them before we, we sit down and watch them because uh-huh. it's, they're all chased into a singular punchline. And for me, like the experience I would have is waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting to hear what the punchline is. And I just felt like it would be more rewarding if I knew where it was going in the first place. I can mm-hmm. I can sit and riff with you, because I'm I'm, I'm riffing off of sketch jokes, you know I'm riffing off a of joke, so I, I kind of need to know what the jokes are in, in advance if I, if I'm gonna you know not sound like, you know. I, uh, your your jokes aren't like insert joke here with you know couple talking. Well, I uh, yeah, you can. The novelty will wear off. Don't you understand? We have to have equal status. Monica Lewinsky should have worn the blue dress, I think. Yeah, yeah. We could, I think the, the the these guys are great. Like this is my favorite sketch. It's not, you know, it's not like left my second, but it, it's just committed to it, and it's a, it's a good <laughs> angle. Now there are six authors of these sketches, including Chuck Vincent himself. But right. What's strange is in the credits, it doesn't say who wrote what sketch. It just lists them as writers. Uh, it doesn't matter. You you think well anything yeah. with a fetish is probably Chuck. It's not like you list me me as talent coming on on your uh, let's watch a YouTube video movie because I haven't updated our blog spot site in a year. Then that's the only place I would put it. But I will post it. I will I will tag you on no, our official no, tag Relodio. I need to, I need customers listener minutes. All right. Yes, we're on Relodio. So, um, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are. If you want to be, I uh-huh. have to walk a block and throw a switch. All right. Well, we'll talk. I usually do that, but I just didn't care today. I just walked over. By the way, what do you mean by walk a block and sw- turn a switch? Then you know what I'm saying. Um, Carl, we'll be right back. We're gonna walk a block and turn a switch. Relodio's uh, one block away from Mutiny Radio. Didn't you know that? Pirate Radio. Yeah, we were crowded here like like vermin. So uh, this is more soap opera stuff. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's the writer, and he's the owner's dropping the bomb that he's going to have to kill off one of the main characters, and that's also his fiance in real life. I have no other choice, have I? No. Okay, man. These are all good for porn actors. They're pretty good uh, sketch comedians. <laughs> the nice thing about a Chuck Vincent sketch comedy jam is that you know these guys are hung. So not only are you enjoying the comedy, but you know these guys can fuck. They're down to fuck. Well, I, you know, I IMDB'd the cast, and nobody comes up to Joe Piscopo except for this movie. I'll just tell you, Joan Summer, Sumner, okay. Marlo Ferguson, Jeff Allen, Jeff Allen, W.P. Dreamack. I don't know. These people are nobody. Who's uh, Pink Lady and Jeff? Was that Jeff Allen, the stand-up comedian? I do not know. I would doubt it was Jeff Allen, the stand-up comedian, because there's only one credit, and that was American. Oh Christmas. yeah, no, he would he would have other credits. Oh, they cast. Now we just saw a gay kiss. Yeah. And that's very rare for 1977. No, but that's why you pay money to see a sketch comedy to see something like that. You know what now I mean? Look, like this it, is ring around the crotch. You know. Oh, is that ring around the collar? It's like a blowjob joke. Oh yeah, her lipstick. Bring around the zipper by using formula-tested Chloracox, the bleach with a secret ingredient. 
I don't remember what movie this was from. Oh, there's a cock now. Your wash will never be the same. Wow, she must be uh, kneeling at the supermarket while walking. Oh, oh, another gay kiss. This is pretty radical a week ago. Oh, someone's at the door. I'm sorry, I'm straight. Well, so spaghetti before it gets wet. Before it gets wet. I, you know what, Carl? Coley's killing us. Uh-huh. I haven't told a single joke this hour. That was a, well, we're at the top of the hour. We got top of the hour. How long is this sketch comedy show movie? The 77 minutes. And That's he's good. about to break up with her because she's going to get killed off on the show. And so she's taking it like, instead of like, I'm not getting married. She's like, I have to walk down the aisle alone. <laughs> no, you don't Why? get it. I, I'm going to downgrade from the honeymoon suite. There's no point. I have some bad news, honey. The show is going to kill your character. What? And then this, the show is going to be my adventures in heaven? <laughs> no, no, your no, your characters no. be killed off. Oh, and I have to go on a journey to retrieve my. No, no, no it's a hospital soap no. opera. That doesn't make any sense. So Chuck Vincent did his hardcore films under the name Mark Ubell, and his regular films under Chuck Vincent. That's interesting. So this, this is the reason why we need to do. A show called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on Red Tube, because then we could watch Chuck Vincent movies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What's Red Tube? Oh, let's look it up here on the radio station. All so right. Chuck Vincent was born in Michigan. He came to the East Coast to work in theater, but he discovered film born. and he directed his first short in seventy one. And then for the next twenty years, uh, he did both hardcore and mainstream. And towards the end of his life, he just switched to mainstream. And he passed away of AIDS, actually, complications from AIDS. And it was 1991 wow. he passed. Hmm. Poor guy. So I wonder how many of his films are on YouTube then. We can make Good it a month, question. like a holiday, like Christmas month. We could do like a Chuck Vincent holiday uh, jam. <laughs> this holiday season, nothing but R-rated Chuck Vincent movies. Do you think we could really find like uh, vintage pornos with full stories and such on Red Tube? Yeah, of course you can. Are you asking for help? (laughs) You should clear your cash though after you do it. And then uh, scrub. No, but I think that would be a really funny little show, you know, detour for us one time. I'll tell you the reason why I I, I brought it up before. Well, first off, uh, Goldie and I used to do Bad Movie Night at the Dark Room. Uh, where we would watch live movies and it went on uh, we would riff live movies and at one point allegedly the uh, the previous producer had done X-rated movies and allegedly uh-huh. I co-hosted uh, Deep Throat and Caligula and um, Alice in Wonderland that one I wasn't at allegedly oh. that they did this is all alleged because I, I can't confirm or deny these shows but uh, it's interesting riffing with hipsters about blowjobs. That that's probably a highlight. But there are films, there are weird, bad porno movies, and the one I always go to is Let My Puppets Come, which is a New York City oh, puppet yeah. show, where it's like Sesame Street and they're fucking. You know, it's the puppets are human and they all have sex and uh, with humans, and 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 felt puppets. So that seems like a good movie to watch. Especially with the audience. I guess the problem is, like, let's watch a full-length movie. 
bad movies are so bad to watch by yourself. You need somebody in the room. And porn movies are so much fun to watch with other people. Well, all right. Well, there you go. I was going to say the opposite, that you don't want anyone in the room when you watch a porn movie, but different strokes. Well, camera shot. Look at that. The money shot photo of photographers there. You can tell it's a Chuck Vincent movie because during the, the joke, uh, the cameras come out and take photographs of the, com- of the money shot. Now, Chuck Vincent will be on here as a cameo, and he's a pervert in the in the... That's his joke. He is a pervert, and they're like raise, raising money to cure perverts. Oh, well, I look for. You just told the jokes, so now I have to sit there. You're like the movie trailer when they tell the joke, and then you go to the theater and you go, "Oh, this is the sewer joke." I saw it on the trailer. Okay, let my puppets come is on YouTube. It is, huh? Yeah, it's only forty minutes. And do a double header. Oh, you have a new show at four. Well, you know what? Why don't we do that for our live show as part of Muni Radio? Muni Radio okay. is going to do a seven-day uh, of 75 podcast uh, festival. Live shows, you can come in, pay, and, and watch these comedians, the comedians from around the country. Uh, uh, That's Harry, Re- Harry Reams. Right is there. it really? Is that not Harry Reams? The mustache seems like Harry Reams, but I don't know. Either that or Leon Redbone, but I think it's Harry Reams. It definitely is a porn stash. Like, I originally thought it was... Uh, all right, so it's Harry Reams. Make room for Harry Reeds. Reams, R-E-E-M-S. Listen, what he became did? a real estate uh, um, real estate seller guy in Marin County. Died of a heart attack. Huh. I know that he kind of hit for, like, he was caught in that lawsuit. Uh, uh, from uh, Deep Throat, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is this cool? now, I don't know what the joke is here. I know what the He's joke got- is. What is it? Well, there's commercials for coffee, Colombian coffee, and they have a guy come oh. in to a, a village and he tastes the coffee they give him, Which is and he approves. 100% mm-hmm. Colombian. I remember mm-hmm. those commercials. So this is a, a vial of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say a vial. <laughs> for me, it's a vial. It's, it's a French it's like a, soup dish. It's a leprechaun's secret stash. A crock. Crock, good word. Yeah, it's a crock pot full of coke. 100%. They love it. He loves the coffee. It's good cooking. Okay, now this is the one, like, I'll give you $50 for that shirt. Remember those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not that one. Wow, that's pretty weird. That was pretty good. It's, um, where's the Benny Hill music? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had to play Yakety Sax. This is free Benny Hill, I guess. Oh. Or no, it's concurrent. Oh, finally, some theater. Right, and that's not John Leslie, but it could have been John Leslie. It just drops her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I've taken out a, some time from my busy day to tell you about <clears throat> perverts. He's trying to raise money. Uh, and here we're going to see Chuck Vincent. All right. That's him? There's the there director. There's Chuck. Outlandish. Scre- screaming, give me AIDS. I don't know. Is that... trying to help Tony and others just like him. We're a long way from the cure. That's why we so desperately need your help. Give us your money. Oh, this is every sketch comedy yeah. bit. But did they write it first or just talk about it Hello, first? Hello, I'm famous person. I'm here to speak to you about funny Fame. premise. Did you know the funny name is suffering from funny premise? 
<laughs> but Pete asked a good question. Now, this is 1977. Right. So are they being original here, or are they followers? It's, no, they're original. It's original back then. I mean, that was... Uh... Maybe they saw that in the SNL Mardi Gras special from 76, but other than that, they haven't really been... And here they, they are ripping off on Terry Gilliam. Did they see Monty Python and copy it? Yep. Yep, that's what they did. So Except is, the timing is bad because, you know, they it takes them a while to get their acts together. This is Pete Goldie's sex party. Yeah. He told us to dress up as chefs. They'll lock us in a steel cell. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. So this is the happy cooker, so the happy hooker, and they're all food. Right, exactly. Oh, no, it's Splosh again. Uh, Pete, I'm glad you're in the studio. Can you explain to our audience what Splosh is? Uh, it's something that goes from here to there, and then it's Splosh. So uh, there was a party where people had food sex. It was like a sex party, and they had like grits and uh, chocolate mm -hmm. syrup and all that stuff. Mm. I had to work a few of those where they didn't tell me about it beforehand, you know, staging. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, at, uh, what was it, Dada Fests. <laughs> the Dada Fest had a sploosh night, and you had to set it up, and you, they didn't tell you it was for Splash? Yeah. <laughs> you had more than, more than one, too. It doesn't feel sanitary. Oh, it's not. A turkey was involved. A turkey was involved. Full turkey. Well, here we go. If you enjoy mm -hmm. Splash, you're going to enjoy this sketch comedy bit, probably written by Vince uh, himself. Chuck Vincent himself. I already have a nickname for the director. I'm going to call him Vids. Oh, boy, you're watching the meat. This is forbidden. So this is the sketch premise. And it's going to keep going on and on. Mm. It's we're just watching. Now we're watching pornography. All of these were too long. All, almost all of them. There's a few one-liners in there. <clears throat> God, remember Joe Piscopo was in this movie? Remember that, Joe Piscopo? You know, so the trailer, they, this, uh, we want to thank the guy for posting this on YouTube. And he started off with the box, the VHS box. And this is a VHS copy. This is what you would find in a video store. That's pretty good. But the yeah. box has Joe Piscopo in. And the illustration has his face as the center primary uh, player. Uh -huh. So the box was probably made once Joe Piscopo became a draw. Yeah. Welcome to my kitchen. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel awkward in Is here. this the same guy who hosted Ghoulies 3? That's a good question. I wish I could remember Ghoulies 3. Oh, the, you mean the, the our YouTube friend? Yes. Mike Donnelly, right? Yeah, right. It's, he has a great collection on YouTube. I, sus, I should subscribe to it, but I, I, I go through there and I'm, I'm tempted every time. A lot of the films we've seen uh, comes from his collection. Not, not all of them, of course, but I, I would say like maybe half a dozen. It's, that's one nice thing about YouTube is that, you know, I, I will find a, a reference to an old movie I liked or, or heard about or read about. And when I go on YouTube... And I find the movie, and on someone's subscription, they have a collection of other movies, and their collection is amazing stuff yeah, that I never even right. heard of. So it's YouTube is a good tool to discover movies by just searching through people's catalogs. Right. Right. If you bump into a good one, yeah, uh, it could lead to. I've been there too. Yeah. 
And I did. And I keep on going. Oh, this would be a good one. No, no, Mike picks the movies. Oh, this would be a good one. Oh, no, no, Mike picks the movies. Well, we we should. I'm happy. Look at this. Is pure food porn. Mm, here we go. All right. Uh, Goldie took his pants off. Yeah, it's ooh, hard to ooh. watch. Uh, this is how I make me both. Yeah. Give it that. You guys are mixing. Well, food. that's a little blatant here. We can do a little more okay. subtlety. I like this. This is pretty subtle. Mm. That is so good. Uh, another stuff, stuff in the meat. Stuff that pepper. <laughs> stuff that pepper. Double that egg. So, uh, there you go. Suck it. There you go. Suck the uh, yeah, muscle. I'll teach you to suck eggs. Wow, Vince oh, is man. gone. Come on, Chuck. You are filling me up. He's like, fuck this sketch comedy movie. Let's oh. get some porn in here. Um, Squish a cherry in that hole. That's by the way. I, that's very unsanitary. Here it goes. And etiquette wise, it's not the best way to eat cake. It took a while, but I think we're there now. Uh, you putting your pants back on then? Um, yeah, I'm actually uh, ready for a cup of coffee. <laughs> Smoke. All right, he's having the post cigarette. God, this is like sketch comedy 101. This is every sketch comic. It isn't like lazy writing. Yeah, it's but it's it's bare bones lazy. It's I don't just think, like here's the premise, let's just follow it through. <clears throat> I don't think it was written. I think that's her problem. That's yeah. Five people wrote this movie. Five foot uh food fetishers wrote this movie. <laughs> One likes to be dressed well, up as a baby. Well, five people, but it's really six because Chuck has some sketches. He yeah, wrote. you mean the sketches where it's a good men dress up as babies and getting so spanked? I'll you their names but you won't know any name except for chuck vincent uh, go ahead and tell you name. i'll tell you i'll tell you what they've written go ahead okay john christopher he wrote uh uh the insider with russell crowe after this go ahead he won an oscar for uh, it robin cullian uh he wrote uh la la land which he won an oscar for see these guys are all went on to the same robin, career right? yeah john still in the business all robin. these guys so far yeah first goodman uh, for Goodman Productions. Dee dee dee. Da da da. Da da da. The Mark Goodman Production. Richard Helfer. Uh, yeah, he wrote Terms of Endearment, won an Oscar. These guys all went on to do fine things. Yeah. 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 He won a Nobel Draw Peace Prize. Weissman. Trey won the Nobel Peace Prize last week. Oh, oh look at this. Guys are glad. strong. Hmm. Well, anyway, that was the last straw. <laughs> I'll say. Uh, I'll say that because either that or I have to watch more food porn. Yeah, much more food porn. There's a good South Park food porn one. Oh, uh, well, yeah. they. Uh, it was... Uh, I'll have to it watch it. Randy. It's oh, always it was Randy. Randy. It's always Randy. He goes hmm. over the top on something and he just gets crazy with it. I haven't watched the ones where they insulted China. Is that what's well, I that? I sort of quit on South Park at some point, not even realizing that I did. Oh, uh, what, I on our show? I've a lot of seasons. Yeah, you know, everything we do on the show will come back and bite you in the ass. They'll say, you ripped off South Park five years ago on yeah. the podcast. Because you stopped watching it, you didn't realize you, you ripped it off. What's going on? Oh, when he's I coming? used to like South Park, one of the things I really liked was how current they were. Like they would write most people yes, do but within a week. Episodes. They were brand new They're stuff. In the can, 
most people do 13 episodes, they're in the can, and they just show them. But South Park would really write the episode, like, sometimes the week. So when that um, guy, uh, Crocodile Hunter, died, right? Uh-huh. they had that one where they're in they're in hell with Satan and they're at a hollow at a they're at a Halloween party, right? And the guy goes, Oh hey, you're crocodile hunter. You know, he's got that little uh <laughs> stingray poking out his chest and he goes, Oh, but that's a little edgy, you know, he just died and then the guy goes, No, it's me, it's Steve Irwin, no. Oh well yeah, well, it's, and then you watch yeah, that show. It's upbeat. But the but the problem is like you watch that show ten years from then and then it's like that must have been current ten years ago. He must have just died, otherwise he wouldn't be on the show. Right. Yeah. He has to be trending. You get to know, yeah, right. It's like 10 years ago, what was trending? Let's check out South Park to find out. I think it, he did. Hey, you're uh, right, Mike. The nuns are, at least one of them is in the roller skate. Yeah. Uh, winner of the Ku Klux Klan Award for Brotherhood. That's two comedic extremes. Uh-oh. Oh, how do you like that? It's, it's That's a Jaws. halfway funny if it wasn't. Oh, this one the I third just... Third rail of comedy. So this is a Jaws parody, and it's a KKK version. Yeah, a bunch of white kids watching a Jaws attack? Okay. These are the porn actors allowed Go to be outside the studio. Yeah, Fisk. It's the whole cast. Well, not the porn actors are in the young, studio right now. Young Marky Mark. Just when you thought it was... Yeah, actually, that's the sequel uh-huh. that says Just When It's Safe. All these guys are porn stars, not the child. Sorry. He's new. He's he hasn't been in the Yeah. Porn star. He was there by mistake. Porn star. These are all porn stars of the beach. Is there any audio in this? Like anything worthwhile? Uh, sure. Yeah, can I go in the water? This is nice, like some sketch show uh, anthology movies, uh, they do references you don't get, and then they do like a Jaws reference, you're like, oh, I know Jaws, that was super big yeah. back then. Yeah. All right, so he's going to get in the water, will Jaws get him? Uh. Somebody broke the ice. That is from the Movies film. like this? Like, nobody's going in the water. Oh, and then once someone goes in, everyone jumps in? Right. No, but I mean, the mayor went to one of the town council people and goes, come on, go in the water. I know. He's, yeah, I, I wrote about him on Twitter. I'm like, for shame. Hashtag fire that guy. All right. Wait, is something in the water yet? No, not yet. What's it going to be? A racist? Fine. Yeah, is it going to be? It's a white hood. Oh, it's not Jaws, Jews. it's Jews. Jews <laughs> oh. The top, oh, dear. Oh, no. It's Jews. Here it comes. I can see the hat. Hey, you wrecked my castle. <laughs> Thanks, Jews. I paid $10 for the contractors to come in. I've got some bad Jews. So, so, sorry, Hitler. I should mention there's What a, do you want to hear first, the good Jews or the bad Jews? <laughs> I, could, you, I never heard that one. Fresh before. Jews. Okay, Sir, we serve all kind of Jews. Do you serve orange <laughs> Jews? 
What do you want to hear first? Do you, do you serve orange juice? Sir, we serve all kinds of juice. That's good, Mike. I'm feeling that. Stealing mm. that. I, mm. That joke's not uh, mine. That's an old joke. Oh, very old. No, yeah. don't tell me that. Tell me it just happened. All right, here we go. Remember that chase scene that's been holding this movie together? They go into a movie theater itself. Let's go up our own asses. Should I say that the good Jews are Ashkenazi and the bad Jews are Sephardic? And maybe no, on your own podcast. I don't think so. You should start a podcast and say that. Have you ever been to Israel? Goldie, you should be a guest on this podcast. <laughs> Come on, we're almost at the end of this movie. <laughs> I'm not going to derail this. Now, what is in the treasure chest? Oh, yeah. It's a bomb from Kiss Me Deadly. It's uranium. Oh, it's a t-shirt from the 70s. And oh. It's the cast and crew rap party t-shirt. <laughs> for our movie. It is from the movie. Oh. What? Manager, someone just ripped up, broke into the screen. And oh, the, Rhiannon's going to be so pissed. Yeah, do you idiot? Uh, hi, I, I'm... Hi, I'm the producer... Wait, did somebody in the audience just say uh, that? Carl, did you say that? That's not Chuck Vincent, is it? That's one of the sketch comedy guys. This guy went on to create improv. Huh? <laughs> You know, a lot of people compliment me on my improv. You know, say I'm a master at it. Yeah. But uh, what they don't know is that when it comes to improv, I'm just winging it. I just make it up as I go along. Wow, like, that's on the spot. That's oh, so original. And now we get to hear the audience's reaction to the movie. They knew I was just improvising my mm. improv. What, what other movie? What other movies end with people leaving a movie house? Unhappy. Like, no. The, it did wrap up really well with the T-shirt, you know, the yeah. 10 Academy Awards. I think they should have left it there. But they're selling it at the lobby. Yeah, in the, that's right. But it, wait a minute, is it someone else's? Oh, now they all come. Oh, dear. All, so this, what all other, the sketch madness at once. What other movies can you think of that ends with people leaving a theater? Like there's the Muffet movie. Um, the Yellow Submarine. I was going to say... Uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back or no mm-hmm. no uh, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln yeah that's right the end of them leaving the theater hey look our favorite words the yeah. end yeah. Wow. we did it they all are attacking each they other they really you know tied it all together there in the end what's ended. the old Mel Brooks film in which it's the wild west and the African American is uh, like he's brave saddle they leave the theater burning saddles yeah that's right you're right blazing saddles yeah yeah I would, I would even, I would even say Bachelor Party ends with a big fight in a 3D movie house. Hmm. But yeah. how about the Blob? Yeah, blob, you can work. So I have a, I want to. So uh, we just, I, I'm so excited. We finally, we talked about this movie for months. We finally saw American Tinkler, Tickler, American Tinkler, <laughs> uh, from 1977. Sorry, I, I just woke up. Now this movie's over. And uh, Carl, what did you think of the movie? Um, I thought it was terrible, uh, but it was very good for your show. And I enjoyed Joe Piscopo. Yeah. Uh, Peter, what do you think of this movie? I brought my history eraser. I can fix it now. Oh, you get your Sharpie out. He's actually touching the screen and saying it's uh, what it is. Uh, I like this movie. I think like there's some sketch comedy movies like Loose Shoes that are just unwatchable and there's no structure to it. This is all structure. And this is all like uh-huh. textbook sketch comedy. 
and you could watch it and then never have to get, and get it out of your system and never write a sketch with any of these premises. That's, that's a good way to write <laughs> sketch comedy. Don't write a uh, game show parody. Uh, America Tickler beat you to, to it. Yeah, they beat you to it. Don't so, do it. So you're saying this was a learning experience. It's a good way to write sketches. Go, Tickler did it first. I can't do a game show parody. Damn it. Mm. You know? And also Private Eye uh, parodies, I would add. Uh, so that was the movie. Pete, uh, can you help me out using your tech skills and go ahead and play the video? Uh, this is a trailer for our next movie that we'll have next week. Carl, it's called Crazy Enough. No, no, down there, the little play button. Uh, it's from 2012, and it stars our friend uh, Chris Kattan. Comedian Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. All right. I know who you're talking about now. Sounds so much better now. Can you to stop off and get some groceries? Mike, it's very mainstream for you. Very. This is like uh, Jerry Lewis and uh, Eddie Murphy where you play multiple roles. Jackie Chan does that. Jet Li. See, he's crazy. Look, he's, see, that's mental illness humor. And they're twins. One's a mental doctor and one's just mental. Patient. Now, if I know my public domain story of the Prince and the Pauper pretty well, Are they, they might change switch idea. identities. <laughs> That's exactly right. I can't wait. Isn't it going to be all full of antics because they are both unprepared for each other's worlds? Well, one is crazy and one is not. See, I am a professional. Uh-huh. You're just crazy. Chris Kattan and... Mm-hmm. And... Chris come on, Kattan. credits. Tell me. And... He gets to that play against himself. And Chris Kattan. Thank God. <laughs> Fucking credits took forever. Mm. Whose bad idea was this? I, I picked this movie. There you go. This is from seven years ago. This is this decade. Not every bad movie came from 1977. Hmm. Just Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Kong. Uh, Close Encounters. Is he going to sleep with the wife? Why swap? That's gonna be great. Well, the humor is. Oh man, crest superman. When the psychiatrist gets out, he's gonna be like, "Did you bang my wife?" Oh wait, I can't wait. To You're so handsome. Not switching soon. Why don't we That's watch not really what something by Kitten Katan instead? We could watch Kitten Katan. Uh, I'm so glad Pete Goldie come by. It's always a pleasure to have you. Tell us about Reloadio while I set up uh, our theme song. Oh, it's over there, about a block away. And? Oh, it's uh, it does uh, things. Is it an app? It's uh, it's online and it's on FM. Yeah, when like every other pirate station, it actually is a pirate station. So uh, there. The day that. Yeah. Well, we're no longer a pirate station. No, they were when. Yeah, I remember. Never mind. Long time ago. Years. Carl, uh, carl.sucks.com is your website. And then, of course, classic carl.sucks is your other website. Uh, Any any flagship shows, any signature uh, shows that people from New Jersey can check you out this week? Oh, oh, let me interrupt him. (laughs) Oh, man, he got bumped. (laughs) Fight. uh, You guys are going to have to roast. Go ahead and roast. Okay, so we had a show, and we're going to have another show. We had... um, 
Uh, Dixie Della Tour was on. Did our first Relodio sex talk show. I wasn't part of it. I just uh, set him up. You just watched. Yeah, it's like every every freaking uh, radio community radio thing has to have a sex talk show. What's the deal with that? You know, and I I didn't plan on scheduling it. It's just that she said I need a studio for an interview where a guy who's doing a podcast, guy Chris uh, Chris Swoza who does uh, Sex with Strangers podcast. Huh. Does that, and they're all worried about. Uh, oh, we just met your daughter's twelve. You know, we're going to be talking about explicit sex. She goes, if she doesn't like it, she'll tell you to stop. You know, right? So uh, they they go upstairs. They do the the show. But then what's going on? I, I, I after I get them set up, I mention. Oh, by the way, it's going out on on a FM Pirate Wise illegal broadcast and all that. Just and then they're all they're all like, whoa! And I went down, did my family life thing while they're talking about sex in the attic. Oh yeah, and right. I came back and turned them off uh, to finish their show, and they're all, "Well, we uh, we censored our show, so you wouldn't lose your license." I'm like, "What the hell? Don't you understand about pirate radio?" Well, pirates have pirate radio licenses, and they need to. They might lose them based on content, I believe. These are two famous porn, or not porn, but uh, you know, sex talk radio people talking sex in my house. They're and they sex- had to self censor themselves just because they thought I'd lose my pirate license. They're sex positive, but uh, censorship, not so sure. Yeah. Okay. That was all. And you, Carl, what are you doing? Hi, Carl. Um, uh, just go to Carl. I will be at a fundraiser next Saturday in Hoboken, New Jersey at the Elks Club for the nice. Hoboken Ambulance Corps. And there's other stuff. Just go to carlsucks.com. Carl, can I go? I'm a Knights of Columbus member. Will they let me in? Mm, yes. Yes, they will have to let you in. It All is right. the law. But I should take my mason rig off before I walk in there. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll kick my ass. Mm-hmm. And don't bring up the war. All right, uh, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am actually uh, Mutiny Radio. I'm going to be uh, part of tomorrow's joke workshop, which is Monday, 6 to 8 p.m., where they, uh, people tell new jokes, and then comics and the audience members go to the mic and give uh, criticism. I am going to extend that show. So at 8 o'clock, I'll be hosting the... Uh, Joke Workshop Plus is the name of the show. So that's my new show okay. here on Mutiny Radio. And uh, one with a special guest. And I kind of want to do on-air people because if I have no live performers, maybe I can get people just to do jokes on on the, the phone, Carl. Oh, is that a... What hint, is hint, hint. Wait, Another wait. lead-in. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk later. Ladies and gentlemen, thank okay. you so much. Next week is our movie Crazy Enough from 2012. Carl, thank you so much. Pete Goldie, thank you so much. Pete, can you do me a favor and just go click that uh, triangle there? Yeah, that one right there. And that's our theme song. Good night, everyone. Good morning.
Law Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch A 
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal.
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics wonderful hilarious people in the scene get to know them hang out do a set have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on saturdays from four to six get long sets because no one ever shows up so it's like stage time and people can listen come on by to mutiny radio get your comedy on baby tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, pcrcollective.org. We'll see you there. And we're back. How is everybody? To get a little fresh air, step outside, look up at the moon, space out for a second, realize you had to breathe again. Okay, good. Let's keep this show rolling. We having a good time? Make some noise. Let's bring the energy back up. We're here. We forgot what we were doing for a minute, but now we're back. We're back, and the next man coming to the stage, very funny. Please make some noise for Edsel Mack. How the fuck are you guys doing? How are you doing tonight? Um, I actually have a confession, and I don't think this one's going to go over too well. I actually don't think weed should be legal. I know. Fuck all of you. I know. Shock aghast. Um, but I mean, for you guys, yes, you're good people. For my mom and dad who have chain smoked marijuana since they were 12, yes, weed should be legal. For my brothers, all three of them who've been smoking and selling weed since middle school, weed should be fucking legal, but not for my ass. <laughs> weed should be illegal for me. Um, my mom does cute shit when she's high. She the other day was on the couch and goes <sighs> Edsel Mac 
I want to ride a giant Galapagos land tortoise someday. I know. So I'm picturing this woman <laughs> on a tortoise with a fucking saddle, for some reason, I don't know why in my head, in a moo-moo, <laughs> and my brother, who's equally as intelligent and in smoking with her, goes, why the fuck would you want to do that? Why wouldn't you just get a snapping turtle? <laughs> oh yeah, because he's just as smart. And they start arguing. It's like a boxing match at the Special Olympics. And um, I live with my aunt and help take care of her. She has special needs. She's amazing, amazing. She has Down syndrome. And she's in the kitchen watching them, making a hand sandwich. And she looks at them and goes, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> now, the reason I should not be smoking weed, <laughs> the reason that um, weed should be legal for me is because I'm a monster when I'm high. Um, my brothers call me the one-hit wonder, the Millie Vanilli, the Michelle and Degliacello, because it takes one puff of weed for me to get high, and then I do the meanest, most heinous shit. Um, <laughs> this is going over really well, I can tell. <laughs> Tough crowd, sorry. All, all these jokes about weed to a really high crowd. Um, so the other, uh, when I first uh, shit balls, I'm high too. And this is why I should not be smoking weed or in a room <laughs> of people smoking weed. So um, I used to teach in Napa um, and it was kind of conservative town and um, kind of just a little, little, little bit of a bubble. I don't know. And um, <laughs> I have another confession. I am, um, I am also gay. <laughs> she said, "Where's your, where's my gays at?" That, that was me. I was in the corner, like me, right over here, <laughs> over here. And it doesn't have a place to come up in the classroom, obviously. Um, but it did the other, uh, the other day, or at least I thought it did, when one of my students raised their hand, and um, I called him. I was like, "Aiden, what is it?" And he's like, "Mr. Mac, what team are you on?" Oh yeah. <laughs> I heard that, Pam. I heard that gas. I went to a dark place, people. I was thinking, what fucking Jesus freak parent set this little motherfucker up for this shit? I'm gonna fucking lock the door, start donkey punching one of these little motherfuckers at a time. Fucking take two of the Spanish speaking mijos, hop in my scion. I'll be halfway to Mexico before the principal finds out. Use one to translate, one for collateral. And then it, it hit me. Um, each grade is broken up into teams, and the teams are named after different schools. So they were just asking which group I was in. So I go, Aiden, what team do you think I'm on? And he goes, Mr. Mack, you're a bear. Oh, yeah. Shocker. Um, for you breeders in the audience, that's what we call you. <laughs> Because you have this like lock and key thing you do. Um, amongst my people, I am a bear. Corn fed, thick, little hairy, I'm a bear. So um, he thinks he guessed it because I'm laughing so hard. And then one by one, 30 of these little sixth graders jump up and they're like, he is a bear, we guessed it. He is a bear, Mr. Max, a bear. And so, <laughs> Because I'm an asshole, <laughs> and I'm an amazing teacher, teacher of the year I'm working for. Um, I go, you know what, Aiden? I am a bear. And you know what? One weekend out of every summer, 
we should just get together with other bears. We should go up somewhere, like to a river. Yeah. <laughs> the br- <laughs> um, I don't think you're psychic, but you might. You might be slightly, you might have a little bit of the gift. Um, So like, we should get together with just other bears. Just hang around the river, just lounge around. These little sixth graders lost their shit. Ah, yes! I was like, oh my God, and nobody but bears allowed. The other sixth grade team, the Oregon Beavers. I said, and you know what? Not one beaver allowed, bears only. They're wet, they're smelly, and they steal all our wood. I had 36 graders marching in the class. No, beavers allowed. No, beavers allowed. Oh, yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the funniest shit ever. And then I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose my job. One of these little shits is going to have a gay uncle or... Their uncle's gonna have a gay roommate or some shit. It's gonna be Christmas. They're gonna be talking about this shit. Uh, And because I am a gifted teacher, to cross curriculum, um, we spent the last 15 minutes doing measurements of each other for assless chaps. (laughs) Yeah, rough crowd. Assless chaps is too soon. Um, Go Bears. I know. Yeah. Little coincidence. I played rugby for Cal as well. Yeah. So, um, funny story and why, again, I should not get high. When I came out to my parents, I was about 23. Um, UC Berkeley playing rugby there. Good team. Really good team. Um, And I'm with my mom, and she owned a a ceramic shop in Sebastopol. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm I had to talk to my mom first. My mom's really close with my mom and close with all my family. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, but I don't smoke weed, and I'm the only person in the family that doesn't smoke weed. And we're sitting in the car, and I'm like, oh, shit, mom. I got, I got something really important to tell you. And she's like, what is it, Andy? I'm like, oh, it's, like, it's, it's big. She's like, are you kicked out of school <laughs> again? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 mom. I'm, I'm gay. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) You're fucking kidding me. I had no clue. The moms are always supposed to know. And then she goes, she goes, "Uh, you want to celebrate? And then, um, <laughs> I my parents were super supportive. My teammates were super supportive. Uh, my coach was super supportive. Everybody was supportive. And I was like, you know what? This is just too good to be true. I'm really missing this gay experience. Nobody's really ever talked shit to me. And like <laughs> the white male heteronormative privilege in this is 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 not lost on me. I'm like, <laughs> no one's ever talked shit. No one's ever called me a faggot. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. I'm missing out on some good stuff. Like my parents were so supportive. My brothers called me up right away. Like, hey faggot, oh, I mean something now. Like I I just want you to know I love you no matter what. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Like I'm missing out on so much. So I decided once when I was high (laughs) to tell my high school friends, you know what you should do? 
when you get really drunk at the bar, I want you to call my parents' house up at 2 a.m. and scream, their son's a faggot. Oh, yeah. It's real nice. Or or just, you know, drive by the house. Drive by the house, 2, 3 a.m., scream out the window, Ansel Max a faggot. Oh, yeah. Because I'm... Because I'm sensitive and I'm kind. And I teach third graders. <laughs> Got a big heart. And um, I was so high that I forgot I asked them to do this. And then I'm home a couple months later and we're sitting on the couch. And shocker, they're getting high. <laughs> and I, I, I totally remember. And I was like, hey, you guys, <laughs> uh, any funny phone calls lately? <laughs> they go, oh, this is hysterical. <laughs> and they all start giving each other like glances like, oh. Oh, shit. And then I'm like, hey, you know, guys, any random calls around 2 a.m.? <laughs> and they're like, oh, did you tell him? Did you? Did you tell him? Then my family goes, how did you find out? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I told them, told my friends, call, talk shit. And they're like, we've been keeping it from you because we thought the taunting was just starting. I know. Uh, thank you so much. Um, short but sweet set. Um, my name is Etzel Mack, and have a great night. Keep it going for Edsel. The art teacher we all wish we had. It's amazing. Uh, I would not have pegged Edsel, but that didn't come out right. God damn it. That's, can't say anything anymore. I'd peg him, whatever. I've already had a kid. I could try something new. He would make me feel like a girl, and I like that about him. All right. Our next comedian coming to the stage has a name that sounds like the first name culturally appropriated the last name. <laughs> Give it up for Alex Papa. <laughs> Jam Papa, but still sounds like appropriation. I know what you mean now. That's the first time someone's brought that up and it's horrifyingly accurate. My goodness. Uh, how we doing? Holy shit, I can't believe that weed is this legal here. It's like this legal. Like I'm from Boston and it's like pretty legal there, but it's wicked legal here. This is crazy. My whole life I'm like, legalize marijuana, and then they do it. I'm like, oh my God, they did it. Oh my goodness. This is so nice. Uh, so yeah, hi there, I'm from Boston. I uh, used to sell weed. And um, what used to happen in the past when I used to sell weed is that, so I was selling it right when they decriminalized it in Boston, which meant that a lot of people were buying weed for the first time, which also meant that a lot of people were very bad at buying weed. Like this dude used to call me and he thought he still had to talk to me in code. So he'd call me up and he'd be like, hey, so I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. Like, this dude was so dumb, he definitely winked on the phone. <laughs> Another thing that people didn't realize is that weed is, like, really strong now. Like, you don't need very much of it to get high if you never smoke weed. So they'd smoke a little bit, and they'd get too high, and then they'd call me and they'd be like, was this laced? And it's like, dude, I didn't give you a bonus for free. <laughs> like, if you want, like, cocaine on your marijuana, you have to call me and be like, hey, so I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. <laughs> That's the code you have to use. That's the thing with weed is there's no uh, breathalyzer for it. So, like, if you're too high, you have to make that call yourself. I call that hitting the ceiling. Because uh, you're too high. You got it. 
I had my ceiling moment last week. I was walking down the street, and I forgot which arm you're supposed to swing when you're walking. I was like, oh, is it the same? Or is it the opposite arm? And then I tried to play it cool, but when you're super high, you can never play it cool. So I was just walking down the streets of Boston like, Just being an average guy. <laughs> I just started getting medical marijuana, too. And, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a hero. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy because uh, medical marijuana, like, I had always smoked weed for fun, so it's hard for me to take it seriously as medicine. But they take it super seriously there. Like, I go and I'm talking to the dude. And he's like, uh, what seems to be bothering you? And I was like, I have back pain. And he was like, is it chronic? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like they take every single aspect of it super seriously, except one thing. They never change any of the ridiculous names of the weed. So like you go in there and you sit down with a doctor and he's like, all right, Alex, what we're going to do for you here is give you something that's high in CBD. That's also going to release any sort of neural tension in your feelings. So we're going to go ahead and prescribe you the skunk bottom diesel, skunk bottom diesel for you. It's like if your doctor gave you antidepressants and it was like, and here are your no more boo boo yum yums. <laughs> I just think it's weird. The drugs are medicine until you do enough of them for them to be fun, and then they're drugs. <laughs> that's like the whole thing. Like, you guys ever had a cold? All right. That's about as much of a, as an applause break you're going to get at a weed show. It's like a light, like, ha, 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 agreed. Uh, yeah, like, you, ever, you guys ever get a cold and, and you take Robitussin? What, have you done Robitussin? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't recommend it, but if you drink a bottle of Robitussin, it makes you trip. It's called robo-tripping. And when I was 18 years old, I drank a whole bottle of Robitussin, and I fell asleep immediately, and then woke up in a trip for my first day of school at UMass Lowell. Right? And you guys aren't familiar with Lowell, of course, but this is a very, very bad area of Boston. I asked for a... What was the California equivalent you gave me? Uh, so, yeah, I'm... Tenderloin? Tenderloin. <laughs> sounds shitty yeah so I'm basically like at UC Tenderloin right and so and like I'm walking to class it's like a bad area you get what I'm saying <laughs> and I'm tripping balls so I'm walking to class and I get into class and I sit down and the professor starts talking to me and I remember it just sounded like and I was like oh man <laughs> And then I tried to say, excuse me back, but my friend said I just went, Aah. but it was in a bad enough area that he was just like, ah, we lost another one and moved on. <laughs> I, uh, I have a friend, he's transgender, you're female to male, and he was talking to me about getting a penis. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get a penis. And immediately I reacted like he was a tourist. I was like, you got to get the penis. You got to get the penis. It's a vital part of the experience. Maybe the best part. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's not that. It's just that. So I guess when they give you a new penis, they have to take skin from another part of your body. And he was like, I just don't know if I would want like a big scar going down my arm. And I was like, well, I mean, like, you'd probably rather have a big scar 
than a little scar. You know what I mean? Like, is the, is the arm scar going to be the new big feet? It's like, you know what they say about a guy with a big arm scar? He's got a big dick.